Welcome to the Leadership Masterclass Podcast, where we help leaders like you live and lead on purpose and with purpose. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. With each episode, our objective remains the same. We believe in the power of organizations to help make the world a better place through empowering the capacities and capabilities of people. Therefore, leaders must get it right, and we try to help you get it right so that everybody wins. We do our best to drop a new episode every Tuesday. Please like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. But for the next 20 seconds, sit back, relax, and enjoy the music. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Leadership Masterclass. I wanted to get on here today. This is not a normal day to kind of post, but I wanted to get on here because as most of you know, if you've been tied to the news like I have been, um, we've been hearing about this Titanic submersible, okay? And so I just wanted to talk about it today because it's it's a tragic story. I, I know that there are people all over, you know, on, on different sides of it. Uh, there are other stories that were missing because of that story for sure. But I think there's something about this story about the submersible that has captured our attention because as a nation, and I'm speaking here in the United States, so I'm, 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 I'm kind of speaking from a westernized perspective here. As a nation, I know that the Titanic has held a lot of um, mystique for us, right? Back in the 1990s, the late 1990s, there was a movie that came out called The Titanic. I think it was a phenomenal movie. It was a great movie. It was a blockbuster hit. It was a three-hour movie, I think, two and a half hours, something along those lines. Uh, We are fascinated with the story about the Titanic. And so when we hear about crews that are renting and are spending a ton of money to go down there, you know, this is obviously the top 1% of people, okay? Uh, I don't, at this point in my life, I don't have the kind of money to to take a trip like that. I, I don't know if you do or not. Uh, but we have a lot of fascination around this idea of what is the Titanic, where is it, where's it going? So obviously we have we have a situation today where we got the news all week. We kind of been I at least I'll speak for myself. I've been tied to my CNN all week as I've been trying to kind of see what's going on with this situation. Are they going to make it out alive? You know we you know we're, we're kind of riveted to our 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 TV sets or our Facebook news or, or Instagram news wherever you get your news at. Um, just, you know, just trying to see what happens. Obviously we know that today, um, uh, the situation has come to a sad ending and, uh, it looks like the crew members were, were killed. Okay. And, uh, so there's a lot of articles out there about it. Uh, there's some updates here. Um, I'm reading here from an article that uh, it was updated today, okay, uh, about three hours ago as I'm reading this, and it's uh, from Vox.com, and it has nine questions about the missing Titanic submersible. I'm not going to talk too much about this because you can get all this information online, so I don't want to dive too much into it, but I also, with what we're going to talk about today, I don't want to be callous in in understanding that that this is a real story that there are real people involved and whether or not they should have been down there whether or not they should have listened to some of the warnings uh, i'll make you 
I'll let you make that judgment. I, th I think the proof is in the pudding, but I just want to talk to that, you know, talk through that a little bit today because this is a leadership podcast. And so when things like this happen, we've got to look at them and say, what happened? What went wrong? And I'm sure over the next few weeks, more will come out. And I'm sure that we'll talk more about this as well. The U.S. Coast Guard delivered some difficult news at a Thursday afternoon press conference. Pieces of the submersible vessel that had been lost for nearly five days had been found about 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic. The sub had suffered a catastrophic implosion. All five crew members are believed to be dead. The craft called the Titan went missing in the North Atlantic Ocean on Sunday morning, less than two hours after being deployed by a former Canadian Coast Guard icebreaker called the Polar Prince. On board were five passengers, including a French maritime expert, a billionaire British explorer, a British Pakistani tycoon and his teenage son, as well as Stockton Rush, the founder and CEO of OceanGate the company leading the expedition to the Titanic. A massive search and rescue effort swiftly ramped up as the submersible only had approximately 96 hours of oxygen reserves on board. For the first couple of days, the international team of rescuers offered few updates on the progress of the search, which eventually spanned an area twice the size of Connecticut or more than 10,000 square miles. There were reports of banging noises in the search area on Wednesday, and the Coast Guard announced midday Thursday that a debris field had been discovered near the Titanic shipwreck. Coast Guard confirmed a few hours later that the final uh, that the field of debris was consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. The Titan had imploded, although the exact timing of the event is not yet known. However, we did find out uh, today, it's coming out in the news, that the U.S. Navy on the same day, that this uh, that this vehicle submerged that same day they heard uh, some kind of in, an implosion underwater. Okay, so you can find out more details about that. And again, we will probably talk about this as more details come out on the podcast. But if we move to New York Times, we see the article, and a lot of articles are talking about this. The Ocean Gate was warned of potential for catastrophic problems with Titanic mission. Then the subheading says experts inside and outside the company warned of potential dangers and urged the company to undergo a certification process. The, the article goes on to state years before OceanGate's submersible craft went missing in the Atlantic Ocean with five people on board. Now, you got to understand that this company has done this. This is the third trip down. They did it in 2021. They did it in 2022. And then again, this was their third trip down. So they've had two successful trips. OK, uh, so we need to understand that that the people who went on board weren't necessarily crazy because it's gone down two different times. People had seen the Titanic. They came back up safely. So they had reason to believe that this was going to be a successful trip. Okay. Five people on board the company faced several warnings as it prepared for its hallmark mission of taking wealthy passengers to tour the Titanic's wreckage. It was January, 2018. The company's engineering team was about to hand over the craft named Titan to a new crew who would be responsible for ensuring the safety of its future passengers. But experts inside and outside the company were beginning to sound alarms. OceanGate's director of marine operations, David Lockridge, started working on a report about that time, uh, according to the court documents, ultimately producing a scathing document in which he said the craft needed more testing and stressed the potential danger to passengers of the Titan as the submersible reached extreme depths. Two months later, OceanGate faced 
Similarly, dire calls from more than three dozen people, industry leaders, deep sea explorers, and oceanographers, who warned in a letter to its chief executive, Stockton Rush, who was on it, okay, he was on the submersible uh, that imploded, okay, so he received this letter, that the company's experimental approach and its decision to forego a traditional assessment could lead to potentially catastrophic problems with the Titanic mission, which is obviously what we saw today. Now, as the international search for the craft enters another day, now again, this was yesterday, um, it, more is coming to life about the warnings leveled at OceanGate uh, as the company raced to provide extreme tourism for the wealthy. Okay, so again, this article was printed, I believe, yesterday. Um, so it, it's going to talk about it like it doesn't understand that um that the you know that the that the catastrophe has already happened a spokesperson for oceangate declined to comment on the 55 uh, on the 5 year old critiques from mr lockridge and industry leaders nor did mr lockridge respond to a request for comment mr rush the company's chief executive is one of the passengers on the vessel and was serving as its pilot when it went missing on sunday the company said on tuesday the aerospace engineer and pilot, he founded the company, and aerospace engineer and pilot, he founded the company based in Everett, Washington in 2009. For the past three years, he charged up $250,000 per person for a chance to visit the wreckage of the Titanic, which sank in 1912 on its inaugural trip from England to New York. The, the critiques from Mr. Lockwich... Lockridge and the experts who signed the 2018 letter to Mr. Rush were focused in part on what they characterized as Mr. Rush's refusal to have the Titan inspected and certified by one of the leading agencies that do such work. Now, we're going to talk more about this in a little bit. I just wanted to pop on here today, and I just wanted to offer a warning because this is a leadership masterclass. We'll dive into some more of the details as they become known but this rings a lot of bells. And again, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus with this podcast. That's not my job. That's not what I that that's not what I need to do. But we need to be aware. We need to learn lessons from other people. <clears throat> this kind of rings the alarms of another tragedy that happened just a few years ago. If you remember the the basketball legend Kobe Bryant, and and uh, <clears throat> we heard the news on a Sunday. I'm not exactly sure. I don't I don't know if that was 2020 or 2021. Um, I, I believe it was the year of the pandemic. Let me just check that out before, as I'm speaking about this, um, let me just see. Uh, okay. So it was 2020. It was right before the pandemic happened. I remember that day clearly. And we'd heard that he'd been killed. I remember exactly where I was when I heard that it was very sad to hear it. But then as the news started coming out more, realized his daughter was on the plane there were other kids on there there were other parents on there and it was just it was just an incredibly sad day for the United States of America probably for the world as well it's almost like everyone stopped for a second because of what had happened um but then the news began to come out more that that other other agencies had grounded their helicopters because it was so dangerous they didn't want their people out there but Kobe Bryant kept on moving forward Okay. Now again, we're not going to sit here and talk about blame. That's not what this. That's not what this podcast is for. That's not what we're here for. But I just want us to understand something as we're thinking about leadership. Something to reflect on as this story comes out. As we hear about tragedies, oftentimes when these things happen, it's human error, and oftentimes it's because of, uh, I would say, poor decision making. And it doesn't make the person wrong. Okay. Obviously, Kobe Bryant. Obviously, this CEO of OceanGate, Stockton Rush. He's had a lot of success. Obviously, you don't get to where he is in life without making a lot of really good decisions. 
But somewhere along the way, when we become successful, it goes kind of back to that David and Bathsheba syndrome, right? The Bathsheba syndrome, where we get to a certain level, and it's almost like the rules don't apply to us. I can get in that helicopter, even though the entire uh, Los Angeles Police Department have grounded theirs, I can still do it because I am such and such. I'm not saying that that was his mindset, uh, but that could have been. Or this guy here stop, say, hey, you guys don't know the science. You don't know what I've been doing. You don't know the hard work I put into this. I'm going to avo- avoid all of the other uh, recommendations. I've made two trips. They've been successful. I'm going down again. Okay. Now, again, if both of these things had, hadn't had, we, we never would have heard about it. If Kobe Bryant had made it to the game that day, his daughter's game, we'd never hear about it. If this, uh, if this submersible would have gone all the way down and and rose up again, we'd never hear about her. We, it might be just a short blip. Hey, there was another trip down to the Titanic. Awesome, great. Uh, but because it ended in tragedy, the whole world knows about these situations. And what we can see in retrospect, both of them have that thing in common where there's a leader who knew better, who still decided to move forward. And so what I'm going to leave you with today, I don't have a lot of time to do the podcast today, but what I want to leave us with today, uh, when we think about these tragedies that happen, and neither one of these people entered into it with the mindset that I'm going to be risky and I'm going to risk other people's lives. But it was two people's decision to make uh, one was in the air and one was underwater. Okay. Already dangerous situation. Anytime we go in the air, right? Anytime we go underwater, it's always, you know, there's already an element of dangerous, no matter what, right? On a clear day when it was perfect, right? Perfect conditions. There's always going to be some kind of risk there. But then when you put these other conditions where you've got people warning Stockton Rush, when you had people in retrospect that have said, hey, this helicopter should not fly on this day, there's something about when we get to a certain point, we begin to stop listening to the people around us. And I just want to remind us today as leaders that the only way that we stay on top, right, Stockton Rush would give anything to have his life back. Everybody on that submersible today would give anything. I think of that little boy, that that young boy on there who had an entire life ahead of him, would give anything to have his life back. This is a reminder to us that uh, it's important that we listen. It's important that we listen. It's important that we, uh, that we don't get so wrapped up Uh, that we don't get so wrapped up in what we're doing and our positions and where we're going as leaders that we don't listen to the people around us and take the advice we need to take. That's all I got for us today. I will see you uh, at a regularly regularly scheduled time next Tuesday. More than likely, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. Uh, I I look forward to seeing you then. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.